said he wants to come inside out. It's Mr. Rob Fortune. Thank you for that introduction. I'm going to introduce this man as soon as I find where I have my introduction. Here it is. He puts his tender heart in a blender and then drinks it as a protein shake before running an ultra marathon. It's Jomo. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, you, you don't need heart. You just need to be stupid to do one of those races. So. <laughs> I think I fucking qualify for that bad boy. No big deal. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Rob Fortune. All right. And this man said, I promise you won't come on my face again. It's Mr. <laughs> Jack Falcon. There it is. Hello. Hey. How's everyone doing? What do you got there? It's a Coors Light. Coors. It's as cold as the Rockies. Good, good. You're not drinking Bud Light anymore, huh? Uh, was I ever drinking Bud Light? Bud Light was like I don't even care about like the whole controversy that's going on with Bud Light. My problem was is that it's too expensive for the amount of shit that it tastes like. You can go buy Genesee. I was buying Genesee Light for like eleven ninety nine a thirty rack. I've talked about this before. I was like, who the fuck's making money off this? <laughs> Bud Light is like twenty eight dollars or thirty dollars a thirty pack. Jesus. So when, yeah, when, it's just garbage for for what it is. What's up? When you're drinking Genesee, do you think, oh, I'm definitely getting liver cancer? Or <laughs> no, I'm always thinking, who is making money off this? Because mm. Genesee has four types. There's the regular one, the light one, the cream one, and then the heavy one. The cream so, one. There's a cream. Yeah, Genesee cream. You yes. Yeah, everyone knows. Bro, how do you not know that? Anyway, I, so you I have like four choices, that. and I remember going up to New Hampshire, and I was at I was at Market Basket. And there was like a bunch of Genesee for eleven ninety nine, which comes from Genesee is the oldest brewery in uh, New York, and uh, you know it comes from there and gets shipped over here for eleven ninety nine. It's like who the fuck is making any money off of this? So they either have to use the shittiest ingredients known to man, or no one cares about making money. It's just a name to keep the brewery alive or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're definitely like doing drugs. What they're doing is they're <laughs> they're, they're like moving yeah. heavy weight from the southern border across into New England. Good job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just have to produce something so it looks like they're doing something. <laughs> it's a front. It's a front. Yeah, it's a front, yeah. But I did for the first time in quite a while I bought Keystone the other day because it was like twenty bucks for a thirty pack, which is pretty decent. Garbage. Garbage <laughs> fucking I, I shotgun one like right after work yesterday. I'm a bitch though because like when it when it's really cold, I can't drink the whole can during a shotgun. Cause I'm a bitch, but yeah, I gotta work on it. Sure, you're a bitch, but how are you doing, Mister yeah. Fortune? What have you been up to lately? Oh fuck, I don't know. Uh, everything's good with me. I uh, got nothing as far as fun stories though. He's a working man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm in peak physical condition right now. Uh, like so, I've had trouble building muscle my entire life because I just. You know how like the uh, the traditional wisdom is like work until work out until failure. Pain is just weakness leaving the body and all that. I kept doing that shit, and then I kept getting injured, and then like I couldn't work out because I was injured. So uh, what I started doing is like doing fewer repetitions with fewer intensity, but working out year round. And now I work for Amazon, so like you know I'm doing 11 hour shifts of walking and lifting. And, uh, you know, I, I still like, uh, I don't look super muscular, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm more muscular than I've ever been. And I'm, you know, I'm keeping going with the routine and I feel fucking good lately. Nice. No, that's awesome. That's, that's the way that's, that's life. And you feel good when you're working out. Uh, last year, if someone like last year, no, someone couldn't pay me to work out now, like during the day, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be hitting the gym after, after whatever I'm doing today. It feels good. My gym's not mostly like alone any like there's nobody ever in there, so I'm mostly alone when I'm in there. So nice. it's nice though. It's 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 a mental thing. It's a you put on some nice relaxing music and uh you know, yeah, I feel better. Jomo's the crazy one around here. Motherfucker runs thirty five miles or whatever. Uh, I'm trying to do a, a lot. I'm trying to do a uh the the goal is to do bad water. It's a hundred and twenty five mile race through Death Valley in July. And mm. and I'm gonna hire I'm going to need a team to basically drive uh, my buddy who was a, he was in the Marine Corps for about nine years and he's a nurse now in in the uh, Raleigh Durham area. 
and basically just hire him to be the nurse and hopefully he'll say yes um if the price is right i'll give him some good money i need a driver and i'm gonna need like uh, a kind of like someone to work logistics for me and all that because it's gonna be a pain in the ass man when when you run these big ass long ass marathons, what is your pace like? What what does one mile take you? I will. How I'll, long? I'll start off roughly about ten minute mile. Ten minute okay. ten thirty is a sweet spot for me. And for the first five miles, I want to work on like pacing and stride and make sure that I'm staying steady. Um. Oh. The, the biggest thing for me is to one don't i was talking to rob about this earlier is don't hide overhydrate. so many people overhydrate, and that just fucks up your electrolytes it, it throws off your balance w- with your body so you basically want to hydrate just enough to and you got to find your sweet spot everyone has their own sweet spot find your sweet spot and then be comfortable with that sweet spot and as you're running you got to re- replenish the you know your, your your electrolytes you got to hydrate yeah. more um believe it or not you got to try to eat something if especially if you're going for a long race like an ultra you need to eat something um and it can't like i love um pizza and potato chips um during but it can't be like a big ass pizza it's got to be just like a little morsel like a little like you know how you remember how you used to have like pizza parties in like elementary school and they bring you get like a little slice so mm-hmm. I, would, I would get i love those little slices with the corner with the extra bread on it because it just you get all that shit in you and you're just like okay that's enough and then gummy. so you just like carry it in your backpack no some of the stations at an ultra marathon race that mind you they're not cheap to run these races um, yeah they do buy the stuff but people will scarf them the fuck down, and then you, know, you, gotta, you gotta get what's left over, and yeah, you, gotta you get the sloppy seconds. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's like it's like this hole's already gaped out, and there's cum in it. But I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish. It's okay. Yeah, just aim for the sides. That's all, bro. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. Is hit a side, and then next thing you know, it's your child. You're fucked now. You're like all that, all that cum, and it's okay, fine, right. But um, no, man, it takes a lot, man. I, I, I welcome anyone who's who's willing to run with me. Um, I got one of my buddies who's going to run with me. I'm running Long Beach Marathon in October, and um, he's like, he's dreading it. He, he's texting me. He's like, dude, I don't know if I want. I'm like, you already paid for it, so you're fucked. So, Has he done one before? He's done halves. So okay. he's done a half marathon before. I don't think he's done anything over 15 miles at any given time. But I convinced him, I say, it's just another 10 more miles. You know, it's nothing big. You know, you just got to keep going. That's crazy. It's not anything I'm interested in, but you, you know what? You do you. you. You know what's crazy is the fact that I got uh, coerced and graped into listening to Eve 6. Mm. Good transition, Jomo. <laughs> so yeah, well, listen, we're talking about E6 today. I know everybody enjoyed this week, especially Jomo. Mm-hmm. E6 uh, holds a very special place in my heart. Uh, I've loved them for many years. Uh, yeah, they are actually still around, believe it or not. Uh, not really in the same form that they used to, but they did put out an album in 2022. We're not talking about that today. We're talking about the, the first three back when they were signed originally. Then they went away for a, almost a decade, and then they came back and put out another record, and then they've been in and out doing other bands, doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, trolling on the fucking internet. And yeah, uh, I'm very happy to talk about them today. I love them. Unfortunately, I know Jumbo's going to fucking hate Eve 6, which fucking hurts, but uh, it's okay. Uh, they're special to me, and that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Are we ready to start? Of course. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to go right in order. So uh, Eve 6, uh, the, the self titled debut, is an 11 track record released in 1998, coming in just over 38 minutes long. It's the band's debut studio album, reaching number 33 on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts. It contains the singles Inside Out, Leech, Superhero Girl, Open Road Song, and Tongue Tied. So the Heart in the Blender song is actually called Inside Out. Uh, Eve Six formed in 1995 in California and consisted of Max Collins on bass and lead vocals, John Siebels on guitar and backing vocals, and Nick Myers on drums. They originally went by the name Eleventeen, uh, and Eve Six would not be adopted until later. Eleventeen had secured a recording contract with RCA while the band's members were still in high school, and after recording the unreleased Eleventeen EP, Myers left the band and w- was replaced with Tony. Faganson. 
I know I'm going to pronounce that incorrectly one of these times, but it is Faganson. Uh, the band's final name was in reference to the X-Files. Faganson, a fan of the show, suggested the name after seeing the episode titled Eve, which included a character who went by the name of Eve Six. Inside Out quickly rose to the number one spot on the modern rock charts, bringing uh, the record to the top of the Billboard Heat Seekers new artist chart. Eve Six went platinum, receiving a boost from MTV play of videos for Inside Out and Leech. A video was also made for Tongue Tide, which featured a young Katie Holmes from the 1999 film Teaching Mrs. Tingle. You ever see that movie, Gemma? Uh, no, but why would you fucking <laughs> ask me that? You know, here's the thing is... I don't. Yeah. I hate Katie Holmes, but we'll, we'll, that's another day. That's another day. You 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 bang young Katie Holmes. Oh, for sure, for sure. She oh, had, yeah, okay. she had a sweet rack, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, what about post uh, Tom Cruise Katie Holmes? No, no, she's she got corrupted. She <laughs> she whacked out. She got she got vampired out. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese edition contains two bonus acoustic tracks of Open Road Song and Inside Out. Eve Six has been certified platinum. Rob, what do you think of Eve Six? Uh, yeah, this self-titled in 1998 is my favorite of the four. Uh, you know, and I'll call this punk light. Uh, some of these songs I actually like more than Green Day or something like that. You know, like uh, How Much Longer, track one, I really like. And my favorite track on the album is number five, Open Road Song. I think that song's awesome. Reminds me a bit of uh, Menzingers or something like that. Uh, yeah, and I think... Um, this song is good. Like I, th- I mean, this album is good. Like uh, I think the lyricist has uh, some wit at this, this stage. I think I'm, I'm going to end up uh, trashing some of the lyrics he has on other albums. But I think I think he nails it on this album. I think he has a lot of clever wordplay. Uh, I don't think it's cringe. A um, couple of like my favorite moments are uh, "You're not here." I hear the change in gears. Like you know, uh, what's that? Homophones? I don't fucking know. Pour my poor heart out. Another homophone. Um, I'm exhausting yet another topic I've exhausted frequently. Um, like that, that, that phrase feels like a clumsy mouthful, but it's also kind of awesome. I don't, you know, I'm not as ugly, sad as you. That's <laughs> God damn. Well, that one makes me laugh out loud. Having nothing but faith in nothing. Uh, that's like, again, good wordplay, like a clever word puzzle. And it's also turning a negative into a positive. Uh, but, um, I don't know. I think my main complaint about this album is the the mouthful of words thing that he has. Like as good it is as good as it is that he has a bunch of stuff to say and a bunch of it seems like fresh. I also think it gets exhausting. Like uh, Inside Out, like the the big fucking hit of this band. Uh, I had that song in my head a lot this week, and I kind of fucking hate it. Uh, and it's just like. There's so many fucking words in the song, and okay, so Blink One Eight Two, like one of my favorites of all time. You know, they'll have a verse that's that's crammed full of, of stuff, uh, but their chorus will space it out a bit, and like that little bit of breathing room. It isn't even a huge contrast, but like a little bit of contrast breathes life into it. And my my number one complaint about Inside Out is just it's it's exhausting to have that many like words nonstop, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You're fucking whatever. It's just uh, you know, a little bit of overload here. So uh, this is my favorite of the four. Thumbs up. That's it. So, yeah, this is my favorite uh, of this week. It's uh, This is one of my all-time favorite records ever. Uh, it's, if it's not in my top 10, it's in my top 20. Uh, I've talked about before when I was younger, I had no friends for X amount of years, so I listened to a lot of music. I listened to a lot of Blink-182. This was an album that kept me kept me company for a lot of that time. Uh, I remember I didn't listen to this album for like five, six years, a couple years back. <clears throat> and then they were doing their the tour for this where they were doing the full album. And I meant to go and I missed it. I forgot about it. I didn't go. Um, but I had I, I put it on around that time and from beginning to end knew it like every remembered every single word as it as it went like if someone had asked me to write the words out of the song i'd be like i don't fucking remember but once it kicks in i was like yeah i know all these words so i do love this album i've listened to it fucking tons of times it's one of my all-time favorite also like just album like band debuts i think it's really impressive that these guys were still in high school and they were writing this uh my biggest gripe with this album is that the recording isn't as good as the later ones which should be expected um i would like to hear a remaster of this with the bank with the bank with the bass cranked up to 11 uh because you do get better bass tone as this band goes forward and it, you might have it at parts in this record but it's not all the way 
uh, there, which is what I want. Uh, so Rob mentioned the words per minute. One of the things that sets Eve 6 apart from pretty much all of the bands when they were doing this is the words per minute thing. So, yeah, there's going to be people who don't like it. Uh, it could be too much, could be overwhelming, whatever. But but that is kind of Eve 6. You know, I've talked about I listened to Megadeth for the riff, not necessarily the words or the or the singing uh eve six is a band i listen to more for the the wordplay and stuff than the riffs even though there are some pretty good riffs in this band there's not like you're not getting hangar 18 from these guys or you're not getting fucking uh you know peace cells or something but there are some cool things that are going on uh, so open road song is one of my favorite uh songs ever by this band it is actually the guitar solo is one of my favorite guitar solos of all time i brought it up in the chat now there's nothing like crazy impressive that goes on in it but I've talked about when people feel a song and they write a solo around the song, uh, it can do wonders. And the solo and open road song is one of my favorite. You know, not everyone is going to be Marty Friedman. However, everybody can understand music and they can feel it and they can adjust to it. And I just think that's like a prime example of a younger person writing a solo that perfectly fits, never gets old to me. I love it. Uh, so there are two on this record. There are two times that. So remember when we talked about take off your pants and jacket? And I said it took me forever to get that joke. Uh, cause I'm an idiot and I, I don't, you know, it, it, anyway, I, it took me forever to get that joke, but there's two jokes on here that I never got. One of them is the song showerhead. Uh, that song is about somebody like fucking your girlfriend in the shower. And the song is showerhead, meaning he's getting a blow job in the shower. And that's one that went over my head forever. And the other one is an open road song. <clears throat> where he says my pile shakes as I hit 80 on the open road. I always thought the guy meant like he had a pile of shit, like in the, on the like the passenger seat that was shaking when he went fast but he means like his pile of shit car is shaking when he goes 80 miles an hour so like those are the two there's probably a ton more i don't think that the lyrics for this band are like as deep as well i mean like jokingly deep as like the bloodhound gang where you can go through there and there's always shit hidden in those lyrics that you've never even noticed uh but there but max is smarter than me even at this age uh so there's there's stuff that i've missed uh how much longer banger of an intro uh, has my favorite line of this entire album. He says, it's sickening how comforting the privacy of the mind can be. And I've never forgot that lyric. I think about it a lot because it is it is very comforting, especially in the, you know, the world we have today where everyone's trying to look at all your shit and everyone's trying to expose everything, just everything you do. You have your own brain that you can be comfortable in and nobody can get in there to see. So if you're Joe Moni, you have all kinds of whack shit clanking around in there you can be happy that people aren't able to get in there and see it Joma, what do you think of this record uh, you know he, here's the thing is this this record comes from a second class citizen and i'm going to talk to you about <laughs> why gingers are a second class citizen um, okay fucking they i don't like the way they look i don't like their hair i don't like their fucking face um and you know what? If anyone should have been in the camps, it should have been Gingers. Um, <laughs> um, that's anyway. Is it true? Is it true that they have no soldier? Can you? I can you confirm? Why, why don't you elaborate, you fucking Ginger? Um, I think they that they don't, and I think that's why. Um, you know, they they they're the ones who killed Christ. You know, Judas was a Ginger. Um, I just want to say this. I fucking don't like this band. It just seems there's this like quiet depression about this lead singer, man, yeah. that he's like trying to get validation. He's trying to get like someone to like him. And it, it, his father is just pissed because he came out as a ginger. And <laughs> he was like, he's like, I'd rather you be gay than be a ginger. He's like, why? Why couldn't we, you know, change your genes and got rid of that mutation? But we can't, can we? We cannot. And unfortunately, it's people like this that um, that you know gave let Hitler rise to power. It was <laughs> it was this guy right here, this lead singer, um, yeah. Inside Out, catchy song, man. I didn't really th this this album kind of fades into my little uh, you know obscurity pile of music, which is vastly large due to the like what I think is actually good music is being hogged up by Rush. Um, I, I just, I just, it, it gets exponentially worse over time, but you know, there, there's this dude's face. Like I, I think he's closet gay, bro. Just come out as gay, but the gays don't accept gingers either. That's the thing. Um, nobody wants them. Nobody wants them. Not, you know, <laughs> fucking the straights don't want them. The Irish definitely don't want them. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess Scotland will take them. I don't have much to say about this. Um, I just, inside out was pretty popular. Um, 
I remember when it came, I would hear it on the radio. And then I was like, what the fuck is an Eve 6? And I didn't actually get it to the, you talked about it being from the X-Files. So when I think about this album, uh, lackluster, uh, our work's depressing, and the lyrics sound desperate. Thank you. You know what's funny is that like my dad's side of the family is all like Italian and black hair, that kind of stuff. And my mom's side of the family is all Irish, so it's all red hair, or whatever. And me and my sisters all have red hair. Everybody got the recessive gene from that. Is that why your father none of doesn't us with black hair? Is that why yeah. your father won't hug you? It's... Yeah, it's why yeah, it's why he doesn't look me in the eyes <laughs> You can't look you in the eyes. You'll take his soul. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that, yeah, that's all three are recessive genes. Anyway, Inside Out, fucking classic 90s song. Everyone knows it, even if you don't like it. You, everyone knows it. They all remember it. Has to be their biggest hit by a fucking mile. It's been around for 20 years. It'll be around for 500 more years. I posted a, a uh, interview with Max uh, on a show called Seven Words, and he talks about uh, playing that song like for his mom when back when he was living uh, in the house with her and she was like yo play that song about the heart in the blender again and then he was saying like his neighbors he would keep, have the windows up when he was playing it they would come by and be like yo hey play that song again so he knew it was going to be you know big like from then and it, it was big it, it well yeah it's still big when it comes on everybody knows it's a good song i like it I, it hasn't gotten old for me uh the song in here jesus nightlight is one of the slower songs one of my favorite songs on this record, I can listen to over and over. Superhero Girl is kind of like that feel-good song of the record. Uh, I would like to see it live. I want to see all these records live, in all honesty. And last song I want to talk about is Tongue Tied. Uh, I think the drums and the chorus are what make it as awesome as it is. And, like, okay, so when I think about the song Tongue Tied out of making any... So that was a single for this record, right? But um, I, I don't know, like, if I would have chosen that over some of the other ones here, but... Uh, I guess, you know, I'm not surprised they finally decided to just like whore out one more song from this record before moving on to Horoscope or whatever. But uh, it's a good song. It's just to me, I don't there's other songs on here that probably would go over a bit better, even though like Leech was a single, but it's probably like my least favorite of all the singles. So um, I don't know. There's a bunch of shit going on here. I'm happy that these guys got popular from this album because I think everything, uh, even though musically, I think it goes uphill from here. I think popularity and everything kind of goes downhill from here. For them, unfortunately. <clears throat> uh, let's read a couple YouTube comments. First one. Uh, the first one says, you know you're getting old when this pops up in classic rock. I hope that motherfucker's trolling, but Jesus. yeah, that, that would hurt. Uh, next one says, every now and then, for absolutely no reason, Inside Out just weasels its way into my head and I can't get it out. It's maddening. And this is not a complaint. Uh, next one says, E6 was probably my favorite band in middle school after all these years and probably not hearing them in a decade. The lyrics flowed out just about flawless. Yeah, that happened to me too. So I think uh, I've seen quite a people say things like that, even on the next album going forward. They haven't listened to it for a while and they remember all the words. <clears throat> I think there's just something that comes with this band that, that does that to people. Next one says the 90s wasn't a decade. It was an emotion. And lastly, so good. Have the CD. Still love it. The whole album is killer. Yeah, one of my faves. Uh, is there anything that anyone wants to say about the Eve 6 debut? Depressing. <laughs> is it, it depresses you? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. I don't want to waste your time, Dumbo. You could be taking a shit right now. I already took mine, dude. It was fucking it, glorious. Yeah, dude. I took a couple lately, and it was really nice. Hell yeah. Okay. Horror Scope is a 12-track record released in 2000, coming in just over 41 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album, reaching number 34 on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts, and contains the singles Promise, On the Roof Again, and Here's to the Night. Influenced by Lit's 1999 album, A Place in the Sun, which is also a banger, by the way, a horoscope was released on July 25th, 2000 through RCA Records. Uh, the made-up word horoscope is not actually used within the album's lyrics. However, the chorus of Sunset Strip Bitch does, does contain the proper word horoscope. Uh, the first single promise was a hit on alternative rock and radio, and Here's to the Night was a mainstream hit in 2001, becoming used at senior proms and graduation parties. Do you remember that, Jomo? Um, uh, yeah, you remember it. You remember. You you remember. You they played at some school dance you went to. Oh god, it was probably a Sadie Hawkins or something. Yeah. Some Who did you go with? The, you go with a guy to the Sadie Hawkins? No, no, I went with your father. Uh, well, that's a guy. 
That's not anyway. He, he tucked it back for me, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. Uh, Horoscope was met with mixed uh, reviews from critics. In a review for All Music, critic reviewer Mackenzie Wilson said, it's another conventional rock record with thrashing guitar hooks and throbbing bass lines Throb. firmly in place. But frontman Max Collins has lyrically improved. There isn't anything intellectually impressive, and the hyperactive little boy excitement is still present. But a lush, sweet side also shines through the album. The Japanese edition contains a bonus cover track of John Denver's Jet Plane. Horoscope has been certified gold. Jumbo, what do you think of Horoscope? So, uh, first question is, why do fucking Japanese records always get extra tracks? Like, are they... Are I they, have no idea, but they, I see it all the time. Do they have, like, Shinzo Abe, like, coming out and just go, oh, oh we want extra track. <laughs> uh, do, is there, like, negotiations? Yeah, that's what it is. Is there negotiations or something? Like, do they demand more and pay less? I don't know. It's just... Too- I don't know. We, we need to know, though. At least I need to know now. All right. So, I've wondered that, though, since I've been reading them. Is it, isn't it, doesn't it piss you off? It's like, what do we have? Do I have to suck someone's dick to get an extra, like, a rush, like, you know? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I will. I will. I've never put a penis in my mouth, but I will if I get, like, rush unreleased songs. Yeah. And do you think there's any unreleased r- rush songs of, left? Or no? Yes. Yes. I think yeah. they're saving them to all three. You, you know where they are. I, I think all they're in Japan, bro. They are in Japan, and all mm. all three of them have to pass away. And there's like a tomb that you have to go to, and all three of them have keys on their chest. You have to excavate their bodies, and then mm. get the keys, and then go to the tomb, and then unlock it. It's like Wu Tang's album, but better. You know that one oh, Wu Tang album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get mm-hmm. the album, and then what what we're gonna you know get into is we're gonna get into E6 horoscope, which is uh when I compare it to Rush, I think about wow, here's a pile of shit <laughs> and yeah. here is a pile of gold, which would be Rush. You know, it's like, oh look at all this gold. Mm-hmm. Um Eve six, okay, fucking like first of all, I don't like the album artwork. It's very LA LA kind of like esque and you know, the song Promise and Here's the Night overheard fucking songs of course i heard them at fucking dances of course i heard them on the radio and you know you had these girls going through puberty during listening to this shit and i'm just like oh my god i hate this fucking out i i hate this band and what gets worse is the dude uh, later grows his hair out and he's a curly-headed fucking ginger can you believe that shit it's fucking dog shit <laughs> it's, it's dog shit. So what I think he about, does, yeah. I can't I, deny that. What I think about this album, it fucking sucks. The lyrics suck. The singing sucks. Throbbing bass lines, really throbbing bass lines is what you got from it. I got fucking simplistic dog shit is what I got from it. All right. If I want to listen to throbbing bass lines, I'll listen to Vaney uh, sailing the cheese of sea, uh, the the seas of cheese, and and that's what I will get from throbbing fucking bass lines. I'm gonna listen to fucking E Six horoscope for throbbing bass lines. Yo, can we stop for a second and show Primus some fucking respect around here? Yo, fucking, I if it came down to it, I'll suck Les Claypool's dick and then put a finger in his ass at the same time. <laughs> like you fucking show some guy. I have nothing for what though, just to do it, just to do. Do it just out of respect, all right. And I take a picture with it with a thumbs up, like, oh. <laughs> all right, that's it. Yeah, send me, send me a copy. I want to, I want to put it in my fireplace. <laughs> it's gonna be on my MySpace, trust me. <laughs> uh, okay, well, okay, John was gonna hate everything here anyway, and it stems from the ginger hating, but uh, I don't care. I love this album, I've listened to it tons of times as well. Uh, when I was younger. Uh, some of my favorite Eve Six songs are from this record. Now, the recording quality of this is better than the previous one. The bass bangs at points. And yeah, okay, you're, what you brought up about the, thro- the throbbing bass line, <laughs> sure, it's not crazy. It's not less Claypool stuff, but it's there. It's thicker. It's girthier. That's what I want. I think the songwriting is great on this album. Uh, the flow is on point. And I still know pretty much all the words to this album as well. In that interview uh, with Max Collins, he was saying that when this record came out, they were playing with a bunch of new metal new metal bands. I don't know if they're on the same label or what. So he was like, "Yo, it was, it was embarrassing to go up you know, at a show and play this. And then you have all this like masculinity of other like a heavier shit going on around you. Uh, I, I still think this album is great. If I, I, I would willingly play with this band in 2000, 2001. Uh, around fucking whatever bands that whatever uh new metal bands they were playing with rescue perfect opener for this album
album uh, should have been a single. They could have made an animated video with the lady from the cover. There, if you look at this uh, album artwork, there's uh, some like artistic pictures or whatever involving her uh, around it. Uh, I, I consider that song banger status. Promise, that's more classic Eve Six. Never gets old to me. I think Max is a fucking awesome front man. I don't care today's ginger. Uh, here's to the night though. That's a song like I don't care about that song, right? But I think it's boring. But uh, it was a hit and it did well for these guys. And when uh, in that interview, when that lady asked Max about you know writing hits or whatever, he's saying you know if I like he was saying that uh, Inside Out just kind of came to me and I was blessed with with that song. And he was saying if I knew how to write hits, I would have written more hits. And so she brings up Here's to the Night, like that should have been done well for you. And he said, yeah, it did. Um, so if a song like that needs to exist to make these uh, record labels money so more Eve 6 can exist, like I'm fine with it. But it's not going to be a song that I'm just going to put on. However, there are times when I've played it this week that it kind of gave me the feel. So I had to just cram that shit, you know, all the way back down inside, ball it up, cram it down and forget about it, move on. Uh, but uh, again, like I don't like that kind of shit, especially when we have the uh, the other Eve Six style going on here. It's more fast paced, a million words a minute uh, stuff going on, and that's that's exactly what I I want more of. But we're gonna find out in the next album about getting dropped from the label or whatever. So if it takes like like well, I don't want to call it a banger, but you know like songs that bring in money. If that's what it takes more here to the night than fucking make 10 of them or whatever. Uh, this album, I think, is a hair too bloated. I don't think that there's any bad songs on this record personally, but I, if I had to cut one of them out, I think it would be Enemy. If that's the one I would dish to kind of tighten this up. Um, I don't hate the song or anything, but it, there's parts, there's times where I'm listening to this where it's like I'm, I'm kind of ready to check out, but there's still a song or two left and I'm ready to move on. So if I had to cut one, it would be that one. Rob, what do you think of Horoscope? When I do this review, you call me Throb Fortune. Yes. Um, I'm Throbbing uh, baseline fortune. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this uh, second place for this week. I don't like how this album starts. I think that the key, the keyboard uh, doesn't work with the guitar. I think the keyboard and guitar, like some people say, it doesn't work ever. I fucking think it does a, a lot. Uh, I don't. I, there's something about. I think they're clashing somehow. I don't know how to fucking explain it, but I didn't like it. I also don't like the like minor key weirdness of some of these songs. Like the first album was like major key bliss to me. Uh, some something about this this album and some of the other ones like bum me out. Uh, so I don't know. It's not working for me. And now uh, I'm gonna list some lyrics that like left out at me and made me feel fucking weird. Okay, broke hymen, calm <laughs> down, sunset strip bitch. Okay, here's to the night is a fuckboy anthem. Don't yeah. let me let you go. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like, you like the girl or you don't. Don't fucking, like, uh, guilt trip her about it. I don't <laughs> fucking like who this person is on this album. Mm -hmm. um, so, I don't know. Uh, I think this album is, like, uh, almost as good as the first one, but I don't like it as much. Uh, I skip more songs. I don't fucking know. Uh, but, yeah, second place for me. That's it. Okay. Um, the last two songs in this record, first of all, should have been switched. Bang and Girl Eyes. Bang is a killer song. I think it's awesome. Uh, music, I think, is great. Drums are good. Um, it needs more love. When, when I'm going through, I'm actually surprised some of the weight that some of these songs get, like uh, Sunset Strip Bitch. That song, there's endless fucking comments of it on the YouTube videos. Um, tons of people love that song. Uh, it wasn't a single, so like I figured it wouldn't have a ton of love like uh, like on the roof again had less people talking about it which which was a single than sunset strip bitch uh but in sunset strip bitch i think the guitar riff is great i like that the guitar player of this band he uses harmonics he uses pauses and he uses mutes in his riffing and it, it's interesting this guy's not recreating the wheel or whatever but he does some things that at least i find interesting so anyway at the end take girl eyes and switch it with bang if you have to have both of them and just end it with bang a last thing i want to talk about is jetpack which is that uh, feel good song of this album in my opinion uh it's one of my favorite eve six songs uh it's classic catchy as fuck i like this record a lot um yeah i i think it shows that they're i don't know i think this shows progression with the band but i know this sold uh like this one gold so it sold like one what is that like one tenth or whatever of platinum or one half whatever the fuck it is so it sold worse it sold worse than it uh but there's a lot of cool shit here one of the problems with me rating the first two e6 cds is like there's too much nostalgia like kind of baked into it that i'm going to 
be looking at the shit with like blinders on of it being like really great to me, whether it is or isn't at points. Uh, so a couple of YouTube comments. First one says 20 years later and I can still nail, nail every lyric. Yeah. That's a constant thing that people say about these songs. Next one says Eve six is one of my all time favorite band uh, bands. And Max Collins is one of my all time favorite vocalists, vocalists slash lyricists. Horoscope is a beastie album. It is. I like it. Uh, I love it, actually. Next one says, I cannot name a better album than Horoscope. There are multiple comments that I've seen over a bunch of videos wow. that have said that Horoscope is a fucking perfect record. No, it's not. Um, uh, and then he says, I don't think there's a bad track on the entire CD. Next one. Uh, arguably one of the best groups to come out of the late 90s, early 2000s, and they're still together. Uh, and lastly, the validation of quitting my shitty job would be made 10 times better if I found an Eve 6 concert in the middle of the street on my way home. And that is referencing the video for Promise where they're partying in the street and the person fucking quits the job. Are we all set to move on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jim, <Jimmo. clears throat> Oh, Okay, It's All in Your Head is a 12-track record released in 2003, coming in just under 45 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album, reaching number 27 on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts, and contains the singles Think Twice and At Least We're Dreaming. The album allegedly sold less than 200,000 copies and was released right before Eve 6 was dropped from RCA Records. Following this, the band would subsequently go on indefinite hiatus in 2004. Although It's All in Your Head was praised by fans, it's considered an experimental album, which may explain the lackluster sales. Great Girlfriend was intended to be the third single, but E6 was released from the contract with RCA before an official release. The artwork shows a headless man raising his arms, derived from a wood etching done by a friend of Max Collins. None of the, none of the design is computerized. It's completely created from wood etchings. Uh, the Japanese edition contains the bonus track, oh. Velociraptor. And uh, Eve 6 would reunite in 2007. How, however, uh, Siebel's would not rejoin until 2011. Nine years after It's All in Your Head in 2012, their next studio album, Speaking Code, would be released. Um, this record, uh, It's All in Your Head, I think is objectively the band's best work. <clears throat> I actually had a great time listening to this album uh, over the week. It's one that I listened to the least back in the day because I was always listening to the first two. Um, and I understand that this record didn't sell well, right? But I'm very surprised that the record label would be willing them to would be willing to drop them over this kind of failing. Um, there's no way that these albums cost all that much to make, and with huge hits like Inside Out and Here's to the Night. Um, they had to have made RCA millions more back than they had spent on this band. So I don't get why, unless they just hated these guys or didn't see where they could be going. Like for me, this is a more mature version of them. You still get, this is still OG Eve six, uh, just kind of like older and, and doing things a little bit differently because there's a difference between like a shitty record that sells a lot and a good record that doesn't sell very well. So you would think that somebody on the, who was in charge of these guys would have listened to it and been like, yeah, this is a good record. It just didn't sell for whatever reason. Uh, and there are other songs on, on this record that they, so there's two singles here. think twice. And at least we're dreaming. And I don't know, I don't know the exact timeline of when this band was dropped. And I don't know uh, if there was a tour. I have no clue what went on with this entire record. However, like I'm just saying the people who were like in charge of this, instead of trying to spin it to make them some money and keep a band like Eve six on the label where they could still kind of pressure them to churn out songs like here's to the night or whatever to, to make them money. Uh, they just said, yeah, we're dropping you. And, and that's that. Like there's a song in here called um, good lives. And I know someone's probably going to shit on it. However, like if that song has tons of potential to be a single and it wasn't like, why the fuck would an RCA just be like, okay, we, we invested money into this record. Uh, we've sold 190,000 copies or whatever, so we haven't made money back. So we're going to drop the band instead of like making that kind of like full swing. Why wouldn't you take like the biggest possible banger ones on here, like Good Lives, uh, and make it into a single? It could have been a radio hit, could have been in movies. I mean, fuck, it could have been in a McDonald's commercial, like whatever. Just get it out there and make some money. Um, like I'm giving the song good lives banger status. And I know people are going to shit on it probably and say whatever. Now I don't like the big choruses in these six songs. I like the songs like without you here, which is one of my favorites. I think that they open these albums like really well. Uh, the recording quality of this album is also even better than horoscope. Uh, 
I think Without You Here was like a banger, should have been a single. Uh, think Twice is the song that Jumbo was talking about when he when uh, Max has longer hair. Um, I, I think that song is good as well, and I think the older that you get, the more you're going to kind of sympathize with some of the, the stuff that he's talking about. And in that song, I've never realized it. I had posted someone's comments. I'm like, I was still wouldn't have realized it if I didn't read the comment. But in the song Think Twice, during the last pre-chorus and chorus, they switch the order of them. And uh, it's like mind blowing to actually read that and understand it because I've sang along to it and thought about that song a lot. And I've never actually realized what was going on there. Uh, and it works and it's smooth and everything. So there's songs like Good Lives that could have made them money. There's songs like Friend of Mine that could have made them money. And I will say, OK, if you have to go out on a record, this album, which I'm saying is probably objectively their best work, Arch Drive Goodbye ends this album, right? And that's one of the best Eve Six songs I've ever written. And so, like, it's unfortunate that these guys were dropped at this point. But you, it, there's really no better way to go than to have a great record that you've kind of built up to release. And then the last song on that record that anyone's ever going to hear, besides the Japanese bonus tracks, uh, is, is, is like a great song. It's a fucking banger. It's a, it's, a, it's a great final track. I've listened to it a thousand times. I love it. I love the song. I love Eve Six. So it's like, at least they got to go out with this and not Chinese democracy or some other exactly. shit like that, that like every, like, you know, 90% of the fan base hates. Rob, what do you think of this record? Well, uh, this album came out the the same year as uh, Artists in the Ambulance by Thrice. And so some of the, they have some things in common, like uh, the Eve Six album gets a little simpler, more repetition, more space. Uh, but I don't know if it works. Uh, so here's a lyric. Uh, she spreads her love. She burns me up. I can't let go. I can't get out. I've said enough. Enough by now. I can't let go. I can't get out. Wait till the day you finally see. I've been here waiting patiently, crossing my fingers and my tees. She cried on my shoulder, begging please. Think twice before you touch my girl. Come around to let you feel the burn. Think twice before you touch my girl. Is this written by Dr. Save-A-Ho? I don't like what I'm feeling here. I don't like the instrumentals. There's nothing wrong with them per se, but I don't like give a fuck about them. There's no, I didn't feel anything from this album. Fourth place, that's it. Yeah, these guys still have to, like, these guys are still younger at the time. So they definitely have hormones going on. You know, they have all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I... I, I I'm going to give them a pass. Uh, a couple songs in here, like Girlfriend, that's actually one of the most popular songs on this record. So I don't really care about that song. I don't necessarily like it. But, however, like releasing it as the third single would have been the correct move because it, just go look at the YouTube videos of, of it and you'll see fucking a thousand comments or whatever. Um, but they didn't actually do it. So again, it's like, okay, we're out X amount of money for making this album because nobody fucking bought it. So instead of trying to fucking make any money back, they were just idiots and walked away from it. Uh, they should have released it. It could have, I think it could have made them a bunch of money again. Like I'm not, I don't care for the song, but uh, it, it could have just like done the same as uh, here's to the night for these guys. Uh, Bring on the night has my favorite line on this album. And I know anytime I, if like if I were to tell this line to Becca, she would roll her eyes and say, it's fucking stupid. Uh, but he says, if you can't handle this, roll off the mattress. But like in the, in the, in the song, I think it works so well. I think it's fucking great. Uh, song. Hey, Montana is another one that I don't care about. That's another song that has tons of people uh, talking about it and saying that they love the song. There's people who are like, yo, I cry every time I hear this song, which we know how I feel about people crying, listening to music. But uh, anyway, there's, that's another one that has people that are big into it. And then there's another song in here, still here waiting. That's what I'm saying. That's the shit that I want from Eve six, a song like that. I want to see it live. It's like this punkier, raw thing. Uh, just listen to it, you know exactly what I mean. And it's like the opposite of something like Good Lives. But Good Lives should have made these guys enough money to where they're like, okay, we'll keep Eve Six on the label just for like the two bangers an album, reduce the amount of money that we give them and let they can let them continue on the label. But no, these guys are boomer fucking idiots and we're like, we're just gonna cut them and move on. Uh Jumbo, what do you think of this album? You know, like I said earlier, um if you look at the video um and you're watching Think Twice, you're thinking, Wow, I'm gonna think twice about fucking uh, respecting any ginger ever um, in this world. Uh, so every ginger, Amy Adams, I want to kick you in the fucking throat. Jessica Chastain, go fuck yourself. Ron Howard, I used to respect you, but you're ginger. 
Uh, Bryce so De- why would you have ever respected him, though? Uh, he's you- been a ginger for longer than you've been alive. <laughs> why, why are you Why are you getting into oh, what I'm talking oh, about? You know. Oh, sorry. Why sorry. Why don't you let me just just say nonsensical shit and oh, and sorry. just be a huge? You know, fuck you. That's enough of this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I, I just. I thought it was bad when he had short hair. No, it was worse when he had long hair. And you know what? This album, it, it's dead to me. It came out ex- almost. Tw- it came out over twenty years ago, bro. And it's still shit. It, it hasn't. <laughs> it's like, wow. yeah, well, it's, like it's not like it's changed in twenty years. Like if, if it was shit then, it's not going to be gold now. Exactly. So why'd you make me listen to it? So all right, thank you. <laughs> Jomo, you're at a bar. Shit comes up to you. Yeah. Has a hat on. Mm-hmm. She's like, and she's hot. She's like, yo, let's fuck. And then you're like, yeah. She pulls her hat off. It's she's a ginger. What do you say? I mean, where's the yeah, lights? Where's, anyway. where's the light switch? <laughs> Good call. Yeah, I'm hitting it regardless. Uh, so one last time I want to talk about a friend of mine. Um, <clears throat> so th- there's a couple songs by this band that have kind of jarring. Um, fucking music to lyric like sometimes it's a happier music and darker lyrics sometimes it's like happier lyrics and darker music or whatever friend of mine is like this more uplifting song even though it's about things like suicide or rape or whatever uh i think uh, it talks grape, about both of them grape, grape. yeah oh sorry self-deletion grape. yeah when you say grape yeah so so everyone knows we can't say we have to oh, say yeah. grape and we can't say yeah. and we have to say self-deletion or else we'll get. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Or else we'll get fucking okay. canceled. Which I don't care. We'll get canceled. That's that's all. Self like grape is fine. The self deletion is just stupid as shit. Anyway, uh, so anyway, a friend of mine talks about that, and that's one reason I do like this album quite a bit is because the, these dudes are growing up and they're experiencing different things, whether that's drugs, uh, suicide, uh, relationships, whatever, and they're writing about them. So yeah, I don't know for for people to come in now to back then, you might be like, yeah, I don't care or whatever, and that's fine. But like when you're kind of growing up with it it's more like you're i don't know you're kind of growing with them and hearing what they have to say and all that kind of stuff so i like that they're branching out to to more things like that because they're experiencing that uh, experiencing those things so yeah i don't know i think this record is really good um and i i just don't know like the people who are in charge of these guys have to be fucking boneheads to just be like yeah fuck it they had one record that didn't sell well but it's good and it's exactly like what they are you know, so, and then we're, we're just going to fucking ditch them. Uh, a couple of YouTube comments. First one says, huge respect to Eve Six, one of the greatest bands from my high school days. Yeah. Next one says, I was 19 when the song came out, 38 years old now, and this hits harder than ever. Uh, life can hurt worse with time. I think that was about Pink Twice. Next one says, this band is so underrated. So glad I grew up listening to good music. Uh, next comment. I love how passionate he is when he sings. And lastly, 2,000 plus lessons, and I'm still not tired of it. I mean, damn, I haven't even listened to this album 2,000 times. Is there anything else? Is there anything else anyone wants to say about It's All in Your Head? Yeah, to the guy who listened to it 2,000 fucking times, uh, consider a stool and a rope as an option. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Nice. Uh, Rob, what did you want to say? Uh, nothing. Okay, give me one second. I'll be back in one minute. All right, so we're going to talk about um, butt queefs, all right? So mm-hmm. the the big thing about a butt queef is mm-hmm. that it's not a fart. It's a queef. Mm-hmm. So if it smells like a fart, it's just a smell. That's it. Mm. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, this, this is a pretty rough week for me. I... Uh, <laughs> I, I like, but, but because I have next pick, I just like have been getting a head start on next week. Yeah, I, I, this is again equally uh, annoying to listen to. Um, it's, it's because it's just it's pop rock. It's not necessarily like uh, terrible music. You know, this isn't Crazy Town, um, right? Or or some other shitty band. This isn't like soil either. You know, this is this is a okay band, but it's just not my style. It's just I just I don't get it. It's like I don't understand. This is this is music for girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so and and side hose. If you have a side hose, this is music for a side hose. 
I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Dude. And the fact that he's a ginger, ugh, it's, it's just <laughs> terrible. It's that's what makes him more terrible. But um, there's been a string of mass shootings across the nation. Um, yeah, there's been quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all I can say is, uh, you know, good luck. <laughs> just pack heat. <laughs> just pack heat. Just, just keep it on you. Okay, we ready? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Speaking Code is the 12-track record released in two, uh, 2012, coming in just over 42 minutes long. It's the band's fourth studio album, reaching number 40 on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts. It contains the singles Victoria and Curtain, Eve Six's first album in nine years since 2003's It's All in Your Head, the only released the only released album through Fearless Records, and the last to feature drummer Tony Faganson. I made it. Right. Uh, who partied with the band in April 2018. Uh, the band signed with Fearless Records in May 2011 and started planning on uh, entering the studio that June to record their fourth album. Various e-vlogs were released on the band's official website through the recording of Speak and Code. Lost and Found was also released ahead of the album, uh, but was not an official single. Eve 6 toured throughout much of 2012 in support of Speak and Code, including stints with the All-American Rejects. You remember that band, Jomo? Um, I pretend I treat like me remembering the all American rejects is like remembering like if someone diddled me, you know, you just got to block out that memory. You, you, this is what I do. I take it, I form it into a ball and I just cram it down and I forget about it and move on. Mm. And then my life goes perfect from that on <laughs> and Everclear. Uh, you guys remember Everclear? Yeah. That's a band that went fucking downhill. Are you, are uh, and the headlight. Are you talking about alcohol or? No, but there was a band ever clear. But okay. my buddy went to a my buddy went to a get together the other day, and he bought some moonshine there, and he bought one for me, and I had some last night. It was actually pretty decent. Mm. Uh, I'm probably gonna die though, because it's like homemade hard alcohol, yeah. probably made in a bathtub somewhere. Uh, and a headlining tour throughout the United States. Speaking Code received a positive review from the Washington Times, who said, For those who wish Eve 6 had never lost their mojo, Speaking Code is a nice trip down memory lane. Uh, Rob, what do you think of Speaking Code? So I like Curtain like a lot. Uh, you know, I used, I used to watch that uh, video a lot, and I like the video. I like the song. I like that it isn't over crammed with lyrics. Uh, the the cake like rapping part is a little weird, a little bit minus. Um, I really like the lead guitar line uh, there in the song. Uh, I think it's actually short. Like maybe doubling the length would have been good. It's like I've, I got I got a taste of something I really like, and then it was taken away from me too quick. Uh, and the vocal harmonies at the end are legit and awesome. So, like, I got to give it, like, I like this album better than the last one just on that one song alone. I think the uh, I think Curtain's quite good. No, Victoria, I don't believe you went to bed at 10.15. I think I like that lyric. Um, I cringe at you're a walking, talking B-O-M-B. Like, in general, I, 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 don't think that, uh, I don't think that his lyrics are as good as they were on the first album. But yeah, this album's like a little bit less like punk light. It's a little bit more like indie dance music. Uh, like it's, uh, I ended up, um, I didn't really want to dance to this album too much. And there's something like kind of lifeless about it. I think on like song three, like or song three was kind of good, but I got sick of it and I skipped it. And then like, uh, I didn't come back to this album. I don't know. Something about this album isn't working for me, but uh Curtain, fucking thumbs up. Uh, third place for the week. That's it. Yeah, there's definitely these uh, electronic elements on this album. Track three, Situation Infatuation, has them quite a bit. Uh, the drums actually sound like they're programmed in. I don't know if it's a stylistic thing where he's actually playing them or they are programmed. I'm not sure, but that song definitely has like probably the, the most amount of like this electronic stuff put into there. Uh, and I like the combination of that. We talked about some electronic stuff last week when we did the... Uh, the industrial stuff. Uh, I like the combination of uh, the electronic with rock and metal. Uh, and we do get it a bunch through this album. So, okay, a couple things I want to say. I, it's nice to have Eve 6 back. I remember when this album came out and I was like, oh shit. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm down. I'm going to check it out. I listened to it quite a bit. Uh, when you go away for 10 years, it's very hard to come back. We talked about this with Lawrence Arms and other bands. Uh, it's very easy to, especially when you're playing with other bands, it's, it's easy to, for one, not be in the same style of something like Eve six so if you listen to the newest eve six album uh it is nothing like these records at all and uh, somebody was saying is that's what eve six wanted to sound like back in the day back in 1998 
but apparently record label was like, well, it just sounds like everything else. So if you don't have anything like different to offer, we're not really not interested. And then they did some of the stuff, you know, the, the normal Eve six thing. And they said, okay, we can work with that. I believe that's how it worked. Uh, and now that they're like, Oh, we want to do whatever we want. And now like the new album is nothing like the previous shit, but they've all been in multiple bands over the, the course of, the time so it's hard to come back to to be like okay this is what we were 10 years ago let's make something exactly in that vein uh and this might not be their best record but it's not a bad album uh i also think that this album is like a hair too bloated it's not necessarily like any songs are bad but we we're over like 45 minutes i'm kind of wanting to check out on an eve six album at like 35 minutes 32 minutes that's where i want to kind of move on um i have no clue how well this album sold i don't see any metrics online I'm going to guess it didn't sell well. They've only put out one record on this label and then they changed to another one for whoever they're with for the 2022 release. Uh, again, this album somehow only has fucking two singles on it. If you've already put in the money to release this shit, why wouldn't you try to get as much back as possible? Curtain is a great song. Yeah, the video is awesome. It's done in reverse in like a single take. It's very fucking cool. Victoria, I do love that song. Uh, there's a comment on the song that someone says, aside from Megadeth, Eve six is my favorite band. I was like, yo, was I fucking cloned when I was born? And someone's now like fucking, uh, commenting on YouTube videos. Uh, I do think that that song, that song is great. Uh, there's a great lyric video for it. Uh, situation, infatuation I've already talked about. Uh, there's a couple songs in this record that I'm going to say are lame. I don't think any of the previous so songs on the records are lame, but the song like Lions Then, the chorus is like lame as shit. If if a hotties drove by me when I was cranking into my car, I would be fucking embarrassed. That's one of them. Uh, just like lyrically, it's it's lame. I don't know. I like that they're pulling in the electronic thing, but sometimes it takes away from the balls of some of the songs. Uh, and then you have a song like Blood Brothers, which I think is is good. Um, it's about people like losing touch as you get older. But it's funny to me that the chorus is like all cliches and like tropes. It's like it's like we're tight, thick as thieves, blood brothers cut from the same cloth. Indeed, that's like four tropes and like one thing. So it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's I don't know. It's whatever. Uh, Jump. What do you think of this album? How much do you hate it? I'm gonna speak in code. Uh, since the album is titled Speaking Code, this band is really, really good. Um, <laughs> they should not self-delete themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to overdose at all. Mm -hmm. um, I want them to put out yet another album that is similar mm -hmm. to Speaking Code. I'm done mm -hmm. speaking in code. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What was nice. the code now? We need, we need to be able to... <laughs> if you couldn't guess it, this is why shit goes over your head all the time. It's I'm I'm basically I'm telling him no, I don't want that, and basically like I'm my code is I'm telling him to do exactly the opposite of what I want them. To oh, do. okay. Oh, that's what I was missing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fucking shitty album. <laughs> anyway, fucking ginger uh, piece of shit. I think Lost and Found is like top three songs in this album. Um can't believe they didn't make a single. It's like, I, I, I don't know the the monetarily the monetary shit going on with this record if they dumped them because they didn't sell a lot like the previous one did. But it's like, if, if I was in charge of these albums, I still would have made bank off them. I would have still would have hoarded them out and made back whatever money plus more. Um, there are people who say Downtown is the best track on this record. I disagree. Uh, I think it's fine, but it's not the best. Another top three song on this album is Everything, which is almost the very last song. It's the second last song on the record. I've listened to it a ton of times this week. Uh, I'm giving it eternal banger status. I fucking love that song. And the last song I talked about, sometimes you have lyrics that are happy with music that might be kind of, you know, sadder or whatever. And then you have lyrics that can be sadder with music that are happy. That's what that is. Pick Up the Pieces is like kind of this lyrically sad song. And someone in the comments said the song is musically too happy and bright. And I agree. They, they contrast like hardcore with each other, but still, I don't know. Like it's okay. This record, I think I just, I'm just happy that E6 came back to give us more stuff. I, I, I do like this record. I will listen to it all the way through. Um, even if I didn't love every song or even if some of them embarrassed me when, when hotties drove by me uh, as I'm cranking it, uh, it was nice to have them back in the same form that they were before because even though Jumbo hates fucking gingers and yes. this band, or maybe just one person in this band, it's nice to have, it's nice to know that they're still there, even though they're doing side project stuff and to be very Eve sex or whatever. So if this is the conclusion for them, that's fine with me. 
um, they did a good job and they gave me one more CD to kind of go through and listen to. Uh, let's read a couple YouTube comments and we'll get the fuck out of here. First one says, Eve 6 was revolutionary for my teenage years. First album I ever bought was their self-titled debut. Been rocking out to them ever since. Next one says, haven't heard these guys since Horoscope and yet they're still rocking it. Next one says, every song by these guys just gets better and better. Next, I really hope they start getting the attention they deserve. Spoiler alert, they won't. Uh, and lastly, I, I had never listened to Eve 6 before this. And that's actually that's the full comment. Uh, is there anything that anyone wants to say about speaking code or Eve Six in general? That, that dude was speaking code, and the code was he said, "Oh, I felt like I got molested after listening to this shit." Yeah, he's like, "My butthole hurts after it." He's gonna go take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything anyone wants to say? All right, so they do have a record in 2022. It is called Hyper Relevization. Oh, so God. I don't. It's not, and no, 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 fuck you. That's not a real word. So whatever. I don't know. Like when I looked that word up, this CD came up, which means it's not a real word. So anyway, that is a CD. I did listen to a, a little bit of it. Uh, it's really different. Um, so if you hate this, maybe you'll like that. But if you want more of this, you're not going to get it there. Uh, Rob, do you have the list of the stuff we're doing for next week? Yeah, it's a fucking compilation episode. I'll call it like high aggressive voices or something like that um it's in rock by deep purple it's Ooh. power slave by iron maiden it's a painkiller by judas priest and gaia by mago de Oz. god damn dude fucking god, i have a boner right now dude i just want i, I want like fucking rob cream right now jesus christ Good rob, cream? rob cream <laughs> throbbing rob cream it's so thick dude all right let's get the fuck out of here thank you right. we we look forward to next week because this week we're just take care